Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Here we will delicately and tactfully walk through each psychological issue. Psych! This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. This is not intended as individual, psychological, or medical advice. Please proceed at your own risk and always defer to your individual medical or mental health care team. Basically, don't make it weird, guys. Right. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shit Your Shrink Thanks. For my shirt, <laughs> too sexy for my shirt, so sexy it hurts. I'm, I'm a model, oh, you know what I mean, and I do my little turn on the catwalk. Yeah, on the catwalk, on the catwalk, yeah, I do my little turn on the catwalk. Burn the boom, 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 boom. Michaela was just saying before this started, she likes how it says, I'm too sexy for my cat. Yeah, somewhere it says, I'm too sexy for my cat. (laughs) Too sexy for everything I've been here. Y'all can't see, but it's real sexy. (laughs) Sort of. Yep. Nope. There is no real, there's no real waistbands happening in here. No, no. That went bye-bye long ago. Yeah, for sure, for sure. We're <laughs> surrounded by like piles of laundry and we are doing our best, but we feel sexy and that's, that's what matters. That's what matters. Hell yeah. That is what matters. Yeah. <laughs> Michaela was also saying before this started that she was like, I think I said the, <laughs> the last lyrics wrong and the name of the person Yeah, the last the episode, I totally fucked up the song. I lost place at where I was at in the <laughs> lyrics, like on my page yeah. and then I messed up and then I said it was like... John Mayer when it was like uh Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I was yeah. like, fuck, no, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. Y'all uh, need to be aware that we are aware that we are not singers. And we no. also are aware that we don't actually know the lyrics a hundred percent. We're just winging it. Yeah, we're I mean, you're gonna get some good stuff. It's not gonna be accurate song lyrics or, or artists. Or artists. But it's gonna be something. You're gonna enjoy it. Sit back and relax. <laughs> Sit back and relax. Anyway, uh. also welcome back to our podcast, Shit Your Shrink Thinks. And we wanted to remind you, as per usual, every week that we do have a Patreon. It is www.patreon.com forward slash shit your street thinks. We've got a Gmail if you want to reach out to us with questions or ideas yeah. for shows. Shit your shrink thinks at gmail.com. Hit us up. Instagram, Twitter. And then just remember so if you like our show or if you rate and review us or if you follow us, that all helps our viewership. Yeah. Follow, follow, follow. Yeah. That helps. Very, very helpful. So consider it, folkies. Yeah. So as you guys also might remember, we're still kind of learning about each other here on the podcast, and we like to sometimes share stories or just share a general what's good. So tell me what's good, Sonny. What's good? What's good this week is obvious to you, I think, for me, which is I daylight, daylight savings. savings time. I knew it. Oh my god, <laughs> daylight savings time is happening, and I it's a soothing balm on my soul. So I, we're a couple of weeks ahead of you guys, uh, or behind. When you listen to it, daylight savings time will have already happened. Right, right, but. I this is a national holiday for me. The sun it's the birth of the sun. It's returning into my warm Do you have arms. festivities planned for yourself? Absolutely. I love this. Yes. Okay, can you educate me on your festivities? Yes. So, one of the things that I do is I always try to have like something in the day like to eat or drink that reminds me of a beach or sunlight. So, oh. usually I'll listen to reggae all day. Okay. And then also sometimes I'll have like mead or something, which okay. is like a honey type of it, it reminds me of like sunshine. There's something called a sunshine mead, which I drink Ooh. sometimes. Um I'd be I will, pulling out oranges maybe. Yeah, or oranges. That would be perfect. Sit lots of citrus. Yeah. I usually go outside for a long walk. I usually mm. stay outside until the sun goes down. I just absorb all of the rays and it doesn't matter what the temperature is, although it is gonna be nice and I am just Is it actually gonna be nice by tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's gonna be in the fifties. All right, I'll take I it. Know. I'll take it. Oh, baby. Uh, in Midwest, we have so many like fake springs. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm essentially manic right now because of of this change in the sun, and I just feel 
so good. And <laughs> I always know that the the time change is coming up because last night I couldn't fall asleep until 3 a.m. So I just started watching the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise <laughs> all over again. Nice. <laughs> so that's also an annual sort of thing. When the sun returns, for some reason, I feel like I need to watch a pirate adventure. That's cool. I yeah. can see the correlation. Yeah. I can see that. Like, oh, beach and sun and adventure. And so I do that also. So... I've got a whole situation over here. I feel great about it. That's I love what's that. Good That's exciting. Me. It's very exciting. What's good with you? So I have a little story question mark. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. So, you know, I don't know if you can really do this anymore at county fairs, but back in the day, you could win animals. Great start. I don't know if this is something you can do at county fairs anymore. <laughs> I don't know if they I don't know if the carnies go around with animals anymore like they used to, but you That's could awesome. you could play games and win animals back in the day. Okay, like what kind of animals? It runs the gamut. Like live animals? Live animals. Okay. 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 And I won critters not once, but twice. Okay. <laughs> go on. So when I was like eight, I won a bunny. Oh, uh. and I oh my gosh, so freaking cute! I named him Bob. I don't know actually know if it was a girl or a boy, but it was like white with little black spots. Oh, and I named it Bob because when you would like hold it and walk, its head would kind of bob. Oh, adorable! Oh. And I would put it on a leash and walk outside with you, it and stuff. You had a bunny leash, perfect, yes. excellent, good. yes. But bunnies are so stinky. Uh didn't yeah, didn't know. And eventually, it got a little angry and feral and hard to touch. <laughs> <laughs> but. And another time, I think I was maybe like 13-ish when I won an iguana oh. that I named Iggy. You won an iguana? I won an iguana. Okay. Yes. I, <laughs> I had I would like carry it around on my shoulder. And that little bastard was – it only pooped in my hand. Like I would never – like supposedly they like like to poop in the water, like in your water dish. So you just have to change out the water dish. But he would wait till I would take him out and it only pooped my hand. And I remember at night – I could still kind of feel where his like clawy claws were all over my arms, you know, like we're like <laughs> scratch. Uh, but needless to say, my parents weren't exactly amused with this uh, <laughs> habit of randomly bringing home animals <laughs> that then they have to like pay to care for and get the proper accoutrements for. And <laughs> you brought home a prehistoric lizard? No, they're probably not thrilled. Oh, <laughs> uh, and poor Iggy though he he didn't last very long. Uh, he supposedly i think he kind of had cancer because the carney people were sorry what i don't know the carney <laughs> people weren't feeding him the right kind of greenery like they were feeding him like crappy like lettuce instead of like the oh, like fresh no. nice lettuce yeah and then on my bad part i didn't know that i had to keep the heat lamp on all night because that helps oh, him digest uh -huh, yeah. so i would turn the light off at night because it was night yeah you thought he needed to sleep but it was actually making it so he couldn't fully digest his food. But for the life of me. They I... had a whole fuck ton of iguanas. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. And and so and how I won it. So you would think I would be really hella good with beer pong because it was like the little uh, small floaty glass cups and you had to use the little pong balls yeah. to to get them in. And I, did it. I just did it. But I suck at beer pong, I guess. I, it's not the same motivation as an animal, I suppose. I don't know. Or maybe it's a farther distance. I tend to overshoot. I feel like this carnival was just like traveling There were two different carnivals. So one was actually in my small – the bunny was in my hometown carnival, like the county fair. Okay. And the other uh, county fair was in like kind of the more metropolitan city or area where I got the okay. iguana. I'm I I <laughs> they but they were both county fairs. I'm stunned. I just I just did I ever tell you well, maybe I should save this. I one time participated in a maybe a state fair. Uh-huh. I'm not sure. Did I tell you the story? I don't know. And uh I really wanted this cowboy hat that they had. It was okay. blue and like bejeweled. Ooh. It was I see fit I see for the... a queen. Oh hell yeah. And I needed it. And I don't know why, because that's not at all my deal, but I needed it. I was like eight or You're something. in a county fair. You need it. I needed yeah. it. Yeah. And the way <laughs> to get it was to catch a greased pig. Ah. Yeah. Guess who caught a greased pig? Hell yeah. That's what's up, everybody. Blue bedazzled hat. Hell yeah. Pig. I've done some pig catching things before. Yeah. Those this are kind of fun. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Nobody pay attention to how we grew up. <laughs> what were we even it was doing? wholesome, right? You know, 
facts of life throw it in your face or feral i'm not sure i love it oh i love that so uh going to what would you do what did you do for your outside of podcast experiment how did it go for you this week so mine was to kind of do a mental check-in with my close re- relationships and verify that I'm kind of using those levels of validation. Um, and since I was conscientious of it, I was, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, again, I think it does come fairly naturally. So it's, a, it's not too hard to click into, but I was more aware and made sure I was making an effort. And yeah, I should probably do that more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was successful. Yeah. And- it was easy enough. It right, was an right. Change. It wasn't a super difficult yeah. experiment. Yeah. How about yours? Mine was to actually tone down my levels of That's validation. right. That's right. Yeah. How'd that go? Not great. Uh-oh. I'm not super good at it, and I find myself validating things that really should not be validated in other humans, and then I get ensnared would be mm. probably the word in relationships that are maybe not the best and then I have to de-snare myself so I caught myself just validating the wildest stuff this week uh in friends and I I, I did turn it down later but it makes me feel like a sociopath because I have to because you have to like cut it off like you've already stepped into the water and then yeah. you're like trying to shake off yeah, the drips yeah <laughs> i i don't want to validate this because i don't feel like this reflects reality and mm. i just don't want to be engaged in this conversation and so i did eventually turn it down but it, it i i find that very challenging because it's more i would ha- i have to kind of fight against my instinct yeah to do it uh because it's more natural so yeah. i think i think some people have more of a tendency to have a hard time doing it and i have a harder time not doing it so i tried and it was effective in the sense that I was able to set a little bit better of boundaries, but I need to That's be something. mindful of it still. Yeah. So this week, speaking of validation, we're actually going to do a second episode about validation, but this time we're going to be talking about self-validation mm-hmm. and how to apply the DBT six levels of validation to ourselves and to learn to explore and understand our own experiences that way. So first, we're going to talk about why do we need to learn how to validate ourselves and why can't we just absorb it like sweet, sweet sunshine from other people? Right. I think it's normal to want that validation from others. But when we completely rely on others for validation, we tend to allow them to dictate our own worth. We end up kind of doubting our abilities and experiences and instincts, and we don't always trust our own thoughts, feelings, and judgments. We might assume others maybe know more than us or their opinions matter more. And I feel like this also tends to make us become a little bit needy. Yeah, a little dependent. Yeah, and ask for validation in ways that are actually kind of off-putting and turn others off. And we kind of we kind of end up like screaming, my self-esteem is low and lacking. Yeah. And I need you to tell me I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> which, well, which, when people do that to me, I want to do the opposite. Right. <laughs> and, and the thing is, too, is you're actually then making yourself a beacon for those manipulative people. Because they see that you're struggling with self-esteem and they see you kind of as that next target. Like, okay, like, I'm going to hook you with some validation. And once you're hooked, now I'm going to fuck around. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Self-validation is absolutely critical for protection for yourself because it allows it, you know, you can kind of think of it as paired with self-esteem or self-compassion. And when you have these things... It is like a shield or a barrier against people who would do you harm. Mm-hmm. And so when you can self-validate, it really, it cloaks you. It's a cloaking device from abusers, which is good. We yeah. want to be able to self-validate. And like Michaela said, it is really normal to want it from other people. And it's normal to seek out relationships that are validating. Right. We just need to be able to do both. It can't just come from the outside. Is right. All. It has to be like a 50-50 split or maybe just a little more leaning on self-validation yeah. if you can. Yeah, definitely. Can. Yeah. Because sometimes it is really hard to find those people who, like like you said before, like some of them are like, oh, wow, I have to make eye contact when I talk to somebody. You know, like <laughs> sometimes it's really hard to find enough people in our life to give us the amount of validation that we actually need to survive. So we, right. we do really need to learn how to to really hone in our own. Yes. And and what that actually does, too, is actually brings in those validating people. So instead of bringing in the manipulative people, you're bringing in the kind of people you want to bring in. Yeah. So as a reminder, and I know that you guys all know this, but I'm just going to say validation generally is when you affirm what you see and hear in the experience of others and emphasize the truth of that experience. And mm-hmm. when it's in yourself, you're validating that 
this this information for yourself so you're recognizing the truth of your own experience and you're acknowledging it without judgment and it can like we said be tied to some kind of self-compassion self-esteem and like i said it's critical for protection it protects against abusers problematic relationships being taken advantage of it i even sometimes see it in medical situations is an interesting one so Mm. self-validation can look like hmm i am having weird stomach issues i know this is not normal for my body and i believe myself and even if other people around me are saying i'm gonna get a second opinion yeah i'm just gonna double check this because i believe myself yeah it, it can help you with health conditions and it can help you persevere in the face of resistance so when somebody is Uh, invalidating you Mm -hmm. or when somebody is placing barriers in the path of your goals having self-validation can push you through to the next level to make sure that you don't crumble on the way to what it is you personally need and that can be really helpful yeah it really it is critical too with just how like learning to live with those intense emotions and and the turmoil of just general life you're you're going to gain a better self-awareness and in the long run that better self-esteem that resiliency which you know is really like we said it helps with the positive relationships too yeah that that was the second i had two big areas was it's protective and then it helps with relationships yeah so First of all, self-validation is sexy, kind of like <laughs> confidence is sexy. Like, <laughs> right. you don't want to hang out with somebody who is constantly, am I okay? Am I, am I okay? right? Is this look good? Yeah. What do you think about this? Am I fat? What's, who, uh, do, what, is that person better than me? What about this snack? Did I make it better than them? It's just a constant reassurance seeking. And yeah. that can be really daunting to people who have good confidence. It can yeah. be stressful yeah to, to healthy people <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes you want to you want to put out green flags for healthy people and we're not saying that vulnerability can be very cool oh, yeah and there are definitely parts in a relationship where you need that validation to just grab you know it's oh, like yeah. a, it's like a poking like to see like okay is this person actually going to validate me is mm-hmm. this you know and there's okay. a level in that yeah Yeah, but we just don't want it all the time. Right, right. So confidence is sexy and it helps keep relationship goals on track. So if you're the one constantly doubting yourself and invalidating yourself and seeking Mm. validation and you're always asking your partner or your friend to validate your experience, then it can detract from their needs. So I've been the person on the other side of that where uh, somebody I am talking to is – constantly seeking validation and because i'm spending so much time validating their earth and their world we never really talk about my experience right yeah there's not time for that and by the time that they ask you're you're so exhausted from validating them you're like eh mine's fine yeah i'm good it's fine thanks and so it can if you can self-validate it can lead to a deeper relationship because it can make space for the other person yeah in the relationship yeah and then finally you know There is never enough validation outside of you to fill the bottomless pit of validation. (laughs) And I I say that with all the love in the world because I love validation. I would eat it like candies if I could. I want all of the validation. But at some level, it's never going to be enough. Yeah. It's never going to be enough. And so you're going to need that other half, that other end of the spectrum. It's just, I mean... That's you, true. It's required. Yeah, and and kind of it, it be like you said before. There, there's never enough, and if you start to seek and seek and seek, then it's it becomes a more bottomless pit. Like the yeah. more you seek, the the more you need. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's very much like a drug, and then so you get validated, you get validated, and you need more and more and more each time, and then the hit doesn't do enough for you. Yeah. Right. When can't, you can't you. keep chasing that first high. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Mm. Jason the dragon. <laughs> validation dragon Val- yeah i'd ride that dragon <laughs> you know what chasing the dragon is a reference i to, do right? okay. i know <laughs> sometimes i can never tell like, that's oh, fair like, what is i hope Michaela that's knows fair it. yeah i do i know i know it's the drug uh, yeah no it's the drink it's drug like- Oh, okay. I was like, isn't it heroin? Now I'm. Now oh, I'm, I didn't know it's a specific drug. Yeah, isn't it? I think it's heroin. I don't that know could for be. sure. I knew it was like one of the heavier. Do, do drugs. not DM me about like this. chasing the the high of yeah yeah something something yeah. intense. Yeah, don't DM me about this. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know. Did I, did I ever tell you the story about how a student of mine one time 
sent me a message in the middle of the night at like 3.11 in the morning. It was an email. And it, and it was asking, can I mix lithium, my bipolar med, <gasps> with heroin? What? Yeah, I know. No. I know. No. Oh, no. You can't, first of all, don't do heroin. First, Yeah, first of all, just no. Yeah, and just definitely don't mix lithium with it. No, lithium. No, no. Anyway, they showed up the next day, so they were alive. So That's, whatever they did. I hope they didn't actually try it. Yeah, I have no idea. I just sent a referral to Counseling Center because at that time I was just doing a professor gig. <laughs> like i am not in a right this is role. not this is not my job right yeah. now i'm sorry not my monkey not my circus that is wild here's a car i hope you didn't do it oh gosh please don't tell me uh, yeah I'm i don't want to know <laughs> i'm a mandated reporter do not tell me this information please oh gosh so moving on what happens if we invalidate ourselves what does that look like and and really what is self-validation so invalidating ourselves, I mean, a lot of us are our own worst critics. Very we, common. We are mentally judgmental and demanding. Like throughout our day, we, we, think, we think nothing of it. We're so used to criticizing ourselves and trying to hold ourselves to standards that we definitely don't hold other people to. Nope. <laughs> and and all, all that is is invalidating ourselves. And, and our brains become hard. Our brains are just naturally hardwired to kind of focus on the struggles and the negativity as means for survival. But the longer that we allow ourselves to focus on those criticisms and go deeper, it really does affect our self-esteem and impact our decision-making. It does. People, Many people end up having trouble then regulating their emotions, mm-hmm. and and they really have a hard time accepting their emotions in the first place because of it. Like, yes. say you feel sad or angry about something that happened around you, and you immediately tell yourself, oh, I shouldn't feel like this. I should just know better. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. no, that's a- not... acknowledge the emotion and explore why you're feeling that way. Right. That's an in- that's an invalidating self statement. Right. Yeah. So invalidating yourself is really just when you when you have an experience and you know what happened, you know, the truth of the matter kind of instinctively, but you tell yourself that it's wrong and it's probably something else. Mm-hmm. And you also may be feeling a certain emotional experience. And you label that emotional experience as wrong or bad in some way and kind of make statements that you shouldn't have it. So like Michaela was saying, one example could kind of be, let's say my coworker had not done any work on a group project or my schoolmate, whatever. Oh, that sounds familiar. (sighs) (laughs) God. Group project with one person or two actually doing the work of Mm, 12. I really can't. I I know. Don't work well in groups. (laughs) Does that surprise you? Because that, that should surprise zero people. I just do, I just end up doing it. Yeah. That's the problem. That's Well, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. So let's say that nobody is doing any of the group. And instead of just saying, wow, I'm really frustrated that nobody is doing their part in this group. What can I do about that? You might say, if you're invalidating yourself, well, all the other people in the group are probably busy and they probably have a lot of stress at home and they just have a lot going on. And plus they did do that one slide. So I shouldn't be mad. Right. What the shit is that? <laughs> I can't even with that. That's invalidation. Right. And validation would be something more akin to. So you've done one slide. I've done 50. That is not That equal. is some bullshit, and I'm frustrated. <laughs> I'm really frustrated about that. And, then, and I'm going to send an angry email saying, what the fuck, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Or, <laughs> or just have some kind of problem solving, because when you're validating yourself, then you can take the step into right. what do I'm going to let my next? professor know that I did most of the work mm-hmm. or something. Exactly. You can actually get what you need rather than just swimming in self-deceit, essentially. Right. And really, when you're doing that, like... You're invalidating the first emotion. You're invalidating the second emotion. And that really becomes un- like this just buildup of just like negativity. And it becomes so exhausting yes. to continually like fight against yes. everything. I, I want to say, I don't know if this is true, but in old kind of su- psychoanalytic theories, mm. this would be called like self-delusion. It's a, it's a self-deluding process where you're creating narratives and storylines that, that you, aren't. you know are yeah. not true, but you have to uphold these narrative and storylines, which is continued. And exhausting. BS. To, yes. Yes. And it is. It's exhausting to build this house of crap. 
Because <laughs> you're always putting crap on the crap walls. It's not right. good for you. And I think some people do it because it's uncomfortable to have a negative emotion mm. and, and they don't want to address the thing up front. They'd rather kind of avoid it. So I think self-invalidation is paired with wanting to avoid that sounds a, accurate. A yeah. Situation. Instead of experiencing that emotion, you're trying to push it down and yeah. a, ignore it. Yeah. But again, that just builds up and manifests into other bullshit. Like Absolutely. it's not the way to go. It is not. It's not the way to fly. I, no. I would also say it's very, very common with one of, one of the emotions I see it most with is anger or frustration or disappointment. I see people invalidate themselves a lot with anger or frustration or disappointment, just just feeling negatively about something or a situation. I see it a lot with women in particular. Yeah, I was going to say with my population, no, no, they have no problem with anger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see, it, I see it more in probably women between the ages of, well, all women. <laughs> just just lots of women have problems with this. And I think people also who are in minority categories also mm. have problems with validation because – and men could, but I just notice it they more. Do, men do. They, they more different. so have it with their ego and with their shame and yeah. – those kinds of things. Validating sadness. Yes. Yeah. Women more have trouble, at least in my experience in practice, more trouble with anger and yeah. resentment, yep. validating those sorts of things. So yeah, there are cultural messages that we all get about what we're What allowed. emotions are allowed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And familial messages about what we're allowed to experience, what's a valid emotion to experience. And so if we're not in the script or the narrative, we will see people self-invalidate because yeah. they're not doing the thing they're, quote, supposed to do. Right, that they were taught. And again, it go, it's it's that teaching of which which emotions are okay and which ones aren't. And yeah. yeah, there's the cultural and the, there's a lot of layers. The culture of the family. Yes. The individual. I mean. Yes. Very. Society. <laughs> the whole thing. The enchilada. The village. <laughs> the entire enchilada, if you will. Yeah, so uh, yet another example could be my mom didn't mean to forget my birthday. She just has a lot on her mind. I have no right to be angry. These are all, we're just trying to give you a flavor of self-invalidating statements so you can catch them when you're doing them to yourself. Or I shouldn't be sad, man up. Right, or even just the I'm fine when you're not fine. Like, (laughs) I've actually gotten pretty good when people are like, how are you? Sometimes I'm like, well, my shit's on fire, but you know, I'm I'm alive. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'll, I'll at least acknowledge that I'm not really fine right now or yeah. saying like, I don't really care about this when you do or saying, I think I'm just too sensitive or I just don't have a reason to feel sad right now. I just need to get over this. I'm overreacting. Those yeah. are those are invalidating. Acknowledge what your emotion is. If Even if you are overreacting, you could acknowledge that, okay, well, something clearly set me off and I am feeling this emotion. Like yeah. maybe I took it a little too extreme and I need to wheel it back a little bit. But what caused but what, this? Yes. So but, something did cause this. Right. And you're you're assuming that you're not just a moron or just a crazy person. It's, there was something in your environment or right. in your context that did it. Yeah. It's, it's basic levels of reflecting the truth for yourself. And my personal favorite self-invalidating statement is that I'm being mean. Oh. When I'm setting limits, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be so mean. Yeah. What is you're, that? Yeah, you do think you're mean when I you're do, really just setting boundaries. Yeah, I do. I'm always, yeah. oh, I'm mean. But it's because I'm not fitting the and cultural it's, I was going to say, and it's also because some people who don't like the boundaries like, ah, you're mean. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> people don't like the boundaries think I'm mean. And also, I'm a woman saying no to things and that yeah. doesn't go yeah. awesome. Right. <laughs> Most days. Sometimes it goes awesome, but a lot of days it doesn't go awesome. And so right. I get this message that that's not okay. So then I self-invalidate and say I'm being mean. That's a per- that's a personal one. Other things that you could notice in yourself, Michaela actually mentioned a couple of these, is should statements. Mm. I should or should not feel this way. I should feel happier that I have all of these blessings in my life. I shouldn't be feeling so negative about my job because at least I have a job. Right. It's just like, okay, that that, that is cool that's that valid. you have a job. Right. But- I get what you're saying, mm-hmm. but you need to acknowledge the shitty part. You can have both things. Mm-hmm. You can be grateful that you have a job and that you have an income, but you can also validate the fact that this other shit is shitty. Yes. <laughs> right. Exactly. And we've we've talked about when there are unacceptable emotions in your brain, if you find that there's an unacceptable emotion, embarrassment, sadness, shame, guilt, anger, mm. There, that's a sure recipe for invalidation if you have a list of no-no emotions. Yeah. 
Also, I, I really find it in myself and other people too, when you have a really super strong over the top reaction to something, usually somewhere before that you've invalidated yourself. Ooh, and then, that, I, that makes sense. Yeah. And then now you're bubbling up because- Because mm-hmm, you were stuffing and ignoring and mm-hmm. stuffing and ignoring. And now uh, the straw that broke the camel's back, crazy has just been unleashed. Yes, it's <laughs> Welcome to the Thunderdome, bitch. Bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So essentially, you, let's say, I'm trying to think of a good example. Let's say, I'm just going to use work again. That's the easiest. You keep trying to find the good at work. You're in a dead-end job. You don't like the job at all. You keep trying to find the good at work. And there's this one coworker that just doesn't do anything and craps on you all day. Mm-hmm. And so you try to find the good in them and you offer, you do peace offerings and you keep telling yourself it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. And then one day you flip shit and you lose it and you're yelling at people in a meeting. I hope you threw a table. (laughs) (laughs) That would be awesome. Right? And you lose it in a meeting. You have this super strong reaction and it looks like it came out of nowhere. Right. But it's because you were invalidating yourself for a year before it actually bubbled to the surface. It's a lot easier to manage emotional reactions before they become on fire Mm -hmm. if you just validate them first. Yeah. Yeah. Genuinely. Acknowledge that... This, this job is a dead-end job. This really sucks. Karen over here is really mean, and she doesn't do her thing. Like, I've tried to do peace offerings, and she doesn't respond the way she should. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to put my energy into that, and I'm, I'm just going to do the bare minimum until I find something else. Right, right. Right. Acknowledging the truth of the matter. Right. Other signs that you are self-invalidating could be that you're being a pushover or kind of like a doormat lacking boundaries. Mm. So that can be a sign you're invalidating yourself. And then also feeling kind of crazy or confused is another sign. Yeah, confused, I think. Because because you're so used to invalidating your emotions, you're not really sure what you're feeling. You're not, you're not really sure what you're experiencing because you've told yourself you aren't experiencing those things so yeah. many times. Yes. So self-validation, again, is when we would label the experience, accept it without judgment, Yes, realizing that it is our truth, even if other people have some different realities, right. and then we take action believing in what we feel and think. Our actions line up with us validating it. Right. And again, it doesn't necessarily mean that you like fully believe those thoughts or feelings are like justified, mm-hmm. but it, sometimes we have thoughts that do surprise us and they don't fully reflect our values or, you know, what we know to be true. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we also have feelings that we know aren't fully justified. But if we fight the thoughts and feelings and judge ourselves for having them, then we're going to increase our emotional turmoil and miss out on learning more about ourselves and and what 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 they're really trying to tell us. Like, yeah. what what is that? So even if you think that, okay, yes, this is extreme. I am catastrophizing, right? right. Go back to those kind of things. Right. You can acknowledge, okay, but why am I catastrophizing? What's the yeah. historical context? What's, you know, explore that further right. and, and learn more about yourself instead of just invalidating yourself. Yeah. It makes sense why I'm catastrophizing because when I was a kid, everything was a catastrophe. Yeah. So even if it's not a catastrophe now, I, it I makes have sense. so much evidence from the past that mm-hmm. keeps me wanting to go back to that loop, but I'm no longer there and I need mm-hmm. to, yeah, yeah. exactly. So we'll talk a little bit today about how do we apply the six levels of validation to ourselves, just some nuts and bolts, tangible skills that you can try for yourself. And again, self-validation, the good news about it is, is it will help you be sexier to other people, first of all, very important. (laughs) (laughs) I'm too sexy Sexy for my I'm too sexy to care. Fuck y'all. No, not really. Uh, I love you guys. I'm too sexy for invalidation. Yeah. That's what I like we're going to say. I like that. So it helps you be attractive to other people, but it also helps you feel more stable, more confident, and secure right. in yourself. And again, you're going to have less of those kind of blow-up experiences because you're actually going to validate yourself in the moment. You're you're going to be able to ride those emotional waves better and experience life better and just bounce back better with that resiliency. Absolutely. So level one, as we mentioned in the last episode, is paying attention. So how is paying attention a a self-validation technique that we can use for ourselves? What does that look like? So in order for us to even acknowledge how we feel about something, we first have to be able to notice what's happening, right? We have to kind of tune in. We have to be mindful of what emotions, thoughts, and physical sensations we're having without trying to push them away. We don't want to be trying to dissociate. We don't want to be trying to daydream, suppress and numb. You know, sometimes we find ourselves avoiding specific behaviors like being by being overly busy mm-hmm. or throwing ourselves into work, scrolling through social media. Those are ways that we're avoiding sometimes. Mm-hmm. 
So we need to let ourselves feel the the pain of the sadness, the hurt, and fear, even if it's challenging, difficult. Acknowledge it and be present with yes, it. Yes. So avoidance is drinking too much, binge eating, watching too much TV, um, gambling, other addictions, uh, social The busy, media. crazy, wa- busy life yep. where you're just going from one thing to the next and you never have a second. Right. Workaholic behavior. Yeah. So really what paying attention would mean is, as Michaela said, sitting quietly, maybe breathing, meditating, having some conscious awareness, noticing your emotions, thoughts, and physical sensations. Right. And That's really kind of trying attention. to accept them. Like yep. I, I, to me, there's that just acceptance of this is this is what I'm feeling. Like I have a knot in my stomach and I'm feeling anxious. Like, yep. And just, okay. Period. All right. Yeah. There's nothing that's, you that's have the to aware. Do. Yeah. This is the pay attention just to be present. That's what's, that's all that part is. That's it. You don't have to, it's just okay, period. There, right. You don't have to do anything this about is, it. So, this is what's happening, period. It's not bad or good. It right. just is. It is. And exactly. Level two is accurately reflecting your own experience. So describing your thoughts, emotions, and bodily sensations, labeling them yes. with curiosity, yeah. non-judgment, and some kind of acceptance. Mm-hmm. So when I say jokingly, oh, I have a knot in my stomach, okay, period, that's literally what I mean. You don't have to go get up and take Pepto right now. You right. don't have to do a thing about it. You just need to be aware that it's there and sit with it. So that is how to reflect it to yourself. That's one way of reflecting it to yourself is acknowledging it, kind of making that statement back to yourself and sitting with it. Right, right. And perhaps you even do like during the reflection, you might reflect on what triggered the emotion, what the precipitating event that occurred. Maybe you reflect on the ways that you that you're like, again, how you're feeling it in your body and considering the actions that kind of go with that emotion. Mm-hmm. But this, again, is not getting lost in self-deprecating thoughts, you know. For example, instead of saying to yourself, I'm always feeling sad, I'm so weak and unworthy of anything because I can never pick myself up, simply just acknowledge the fact that I'm feeling sad and focus on identifying the bodily sensations and labeling them and asking yourself, okay, what am I focusing on? What prompted me to feel sad? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And this really does actually lead into level three of validation, which is guessing the unarticulated. Right. So that is using trying to identify what's been going on and forming a hypothesis about why you feel this way. So why do, okay, I feel sad. Why though? Right. What's, what happened? Maybe it's because uh, somebody was mean to me at school. Maybe it was because I had a bad dream and I didn't sleep well, but just kind of guessing at what could have been causing this without judgment. Not because, not saying to yourself, well, it's because I'm weak. Right. What's the really scientific reason this could be happening? And if you're if you're struggling to mentally articulate what's happening, what's happening, maybe ask yourself, when have I felt like this before? And what was what was that like? Mm -hmm. If someone else were in the situation, they would probably feel this way, too. You know, Mm -hmm. acknowledge that as well. Yeah. It's a pattern. So the next one is really paying attention to the historical context. Right. So that one is that one for me is probably the most key piece of self-validation because I do some crazy things and then (laughs) I it doesn't look normal in the in the moment there. But I have a really good reason because my brain was trained Yes. Based on my history to respond in this very specific yep. way. Based on my history, these neural pathways have been highways for years. Yeah, right. So yeah. I'm I'm acting like a lunatic right now when somebody mm, questioned my experience in the medical office and it, I really overreacted. But then maybe it's because actually, I don't know, I had some childhood illness and then everybody told me it wasn't happening and it turns out it was something. Right. right. That's an example of a historical a context that would maybe your emotions don't make sense in that moment right but based on everything you've been through they really do right yeah it's kind of like experiencing it out of habit which again maybe we don't want to continue to experience that out of habit but until we start to practice this and become aware and acknowledge how that was formed mm-hmm. how that super highway was formed we're not going to change highways unless we acknowledge we're on the fucking highway yeah right you, you, need, to, <laughs> you need to know what patterns are, are being reactive right this, this level, looking at your historical context, is really about going deeper with your theory of why this is happening. Right. So you're acknowledging what's happening and you're, and you're theorizing more about why. Do you feel super angry because you're feeling bullied and you were bullied in the past by a sibling? Right. Are you perhaps feeling exhausted and depressed because you're in a lot of pain? 
and you've been in a lot of pain for a lot of years who knows but there's a there's a history there Mm -hmm. and we're not gonna i always tell my patients people do things for reasons yeah it's not that people are just random actors there's there's been a history of conditioning Mm -hmm. rewards and punishments that have brought you to today yeah you're not just doing stuff randomly right it might feel that way but that's there is a reason behind what's going on here yeah and we can assume safely that you're not just the worst <laughs> that something is happening something caused yeah. yeah yeah i feel like this this part of validation too by validating the history we're also becoming more self-compassionate and kinder to ourselves by just mm. acknowledging how this came to be is helping us learn how to be kinder to ourselves which yes. a lot of us need to do Yes. At least it's helping us to not be actively unkind, which is way better. So that's good. At least it stops you from the the negative self-talk. The next level is normalizing the valid. Mm -hmm. So remind yourself what is normal and what's just everybody's human experience. It kind of makes sense based on what you're going through that this is is what it is. All humans experience a full range of emotions, have moments of struggle with negative thoughts, have uncomfortable body sensations that go with them. And it's important for us not to discredit how we're feeling simply because it's uncomfortable. We need to normalize and validate that others would likely feel the same way in similar situations. Or if others had this history, they would probably be feeling and thinking and doing the same shit. Yeah. And normalizing it also means that you don't have to do something immediately to escape it. Right. I would say that that is the biggest uh, road to negative coping skills is some kind of escapism and avoidance because we can't just self-validate. We can't just say, oh, I'm in a lot of pain right now and I'm really sad. We have to instead then do something to make the sadness go away or do something to make sure that we don't feel whatever thing. Mm -hmm. And it's actually okay to be uncomfortable sometimes and it's okay to say, huh, Lots of people feel uncomfortable a lot of the time. What am I going to do about that? But that you don't have to, you can just normalize it and say it's valid rather than having to eject it immediately. Right. Nope. Not going to feel that. (laughs) I know this is normal, but no thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do. I do like to no thank you my own emotions a lot, but it is useful to sit with them them. and remind yourself that it is pretty typical of the human experience to be uncomfortable from time to time. And the last one is that radical genuineness again. So be true to who you are. Be your authentic self. Don't lie to yourself. Don't pretend to be someone you aren't. If you're feeling an emotion, feel it. Don't lie and hide. Like like you said, you, when we try to avoid, we're increasing the suffering in the long run. If we have judgmental thoughts, don't run from them. Acknowledge them and maybe ask yourself what spurred the thought and why you were so concerned with judging that person. You know, sometimes when we do judge others, it's because we see something that reflects ourselves that we don't want to acknowledge within our own faults. Mm -hmm. Um, Rejecting who you are is one of the highest levels of invalidation. Yeah, it it really is. And it's it's really a shame. Yeah. We want to be radically genuine with who we are because we want to lean into our strengths and know our limitations and not try to constantly force things into a box Mm -hmm. when we know we have a limitation in that area. Maybe flow with your strengths a little bit more. Yeah. This this level of validation, radical genuineness is should just really be called know thyself. Just be aware of who you are, man. If you're not a super extroverted person, that's okay. Right. You can you can be that way and that's also still fine. And your friend can be super extroverted and social and that's okay too. Right. We can know Communicate that. Communicate that. And yeah, yeah. People are different and you are acknowledging that you are different from your friend and that you are being your genuine self and they right. are being their genuine self. You don't need to try to change for... Unless there's a really good reason you want to try. Yeah, to unless you genuinely want to change. Yeah. yeah, don't be trying to fit yourself in some kind of a box that isn't your box. Yeah. Like, yeah. no. Let Everybody, like we have said in I don't know how many episodes, everybody's a little bit different. Everybody has unique different strengths. Everybody reacts a little differently to different things, has different experiences. Friggin' medications are different. I mean, mm-hmm. we all have different chemistry. Mm-hmm. Everything's slightly tweaked. And the more that you get to know yourself and learn yourself and truly express and kind of just accept yourself yeah dudes yeah dudes (laughs) radical genuineness is really important this this is in my opinion the absolute key to mental health is being able to understand who you are except this is very much the aa prayer of having the wisdom to know what you can change and then 
whatever knowing the difference between stuff you can and can't change and right. accepting the things that you can't yeah so it's your about, locus of control yeah it's about knowing yourself changing things when you know that you need to or you should or it's in line with your values and being right. okay with the other stuff if you can't and again, part of that sometimes it still requires, even if it's something you want to change, that still requires you to learn about that part of yourself mm-hmm. and why it developed. Like even if you don't like this and you're like, I don't want to be like this, mm-hmm. learn why you're like it. Right. Learn why this is what it what it is so you can grow and expand. Yeah. You can only make changes from a place of being radically genuine. Yeah. So what I mean is that hmm, if I want to... Mm, let's say I want to quit smoking and I am in a place where I'm not being genuine with myself and I say, well, you know, everybody else smokes so much and I'm just so stressed and I'm everything is fine and my life is fine and I should just be happy. That's not a very genuine place and I'm not going to, I'm in a, because I'm in a place of denial, I'm not in a place to make change. But if I say, Actually, I'm I'm validating myself. Actually, I'm really struggling right now and I'm super stressed and my life is hard. And I think part of that is why I'm smoking. Right. That truthfulness can then leverage me forward into change. You can't make changes from a place of invalidation. No, because you're not seeing the true picture. You're not acknowledging the the actual lay of the land. You're going to you're going to run off the edge of the map, man. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's it's unstable ground. It's quicksand, really. So this is a very important piece. So, speaking of self-validation, uh-oh, what do we want to do? Uh-uh. What are we going to do this week? <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. no, 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 uh, no, This is, like, probably my hardest. I have a extremely hard time with this. And so, I don't know. <laughs> I'd love to hear your homework. Oh, gosh. First. Okay. Because what am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to copy your notes. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Well, I did. So, I used to struggle pretty severely with perfectionism and internal criticism. And although I have gotten a lot better, I mean, I still have my struggles. Um, so, working on this episode did make me kind of reflect on that. And recently, I've kind of gotten a little more self-critical so I do want to be just more mindful of that and get back on track with validating myself and encouraging myself and being kind to myself mm-hmm. and doing these six six levels mm-hmm. for myself um, because it's really easy for me to fall into perfectionism and self-criticism yeah but hey I love that I <laughs> I have a problem where I can be pretty sure of reality for a long period of time, but then when somebody tells me something that's patently untrue, I will immediately question, question my entire reality. It oh, no. sends me into a doom spiral. And I don't I don't think it's apparent to other people that that's happening, mm-hmm. but I immediately let's say that I got all the feedback in the world that this podcast was great, for example. Oh, you're funny, things are going well, yay. But I get one piece of feedback that I do something weird. I don't know what it would be. And then I would definitely go into a portal of doom and self-invalidation and just think about that. Everything is terrible. Yeah, I would think about that for a really long time. So I think for me, I really have to check my sources of validation. Mm. I need to be very aware of where I'm looking for validation, who I'm looking for validation from, and really maybe turn the the table more inward. And how I self-validate a lot of the time is I, I summon any amount of righteous frustration. <laughs> I, I morph it into a golem of self-esteem, <laughs> which then will help me to validate. So right. I'll try to fight for yourself, kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I will try to look more internally for self-validation and look less externally for self-validation. This that's is, cool. I don't think people would think I struggle with no, that. No, no. That's definitely not a surface level thing. But no. you are you are good with uh, – Keeping I, that straight face sometimes when when I know that shit is turning. Oh yeah, <laughs> I cloak like I'm nobody's business. I'm, I'm cloaking dagger. Whereas all the I way. feel like my face doesn't hide shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got a poker face. My husband. It was funny. We were playing a game the other day, and I decided to try a different strategy on the game. And he said, 
as soon as I decided that I didn't want anybody to know what was up with me, it was that nobody else at the table could figure anything out that I was thinking or doing. And he calls it burning mana. He's like, you were, you just turned on the, the magic and just burned mana straight for like an hour. <laughs> and I, I thought that was really clever. And I, I want to, I think part of that, again, it's a self-defense thing. And maybe if I were more self-validating and, mm. and, yeah viewing less from the environment it would be easier it'd be easier for you to be just yeah. purely genuine and just being careful of the sources of validation again i have a lot of different friends and i go to them for different types of validation which i really like that's actually quite helpful for me as a skill but i think i still sometimes go back to people who i know that you don't generally aren't. you're like wait normally you give me some shit advice <laughs> yeah. but i'm still coming back for more <laughs> just go right i in still there. need to dab my toe in the shit to make uh, sure it's still shit yeah <laughs> I do it. I just, I just like pull my finger and it's still shit. Oh yeah, still shit. And I don't know why I do that. Just over and over again. Is it still shit? I think you've actually seen me do this with a couple of coworkers where I will give people additional chances. Like, is this still shit? Yep, still shit. I don't know. I yeah. just it's I don't know what it is. It's like I am like that person in the horror movie who has to still know. So like you, keep... you hear the noise and go investigate. Whereas I think, oh, I don't know. It depends on the horror movie. I might investigate too. <laughs> I always look. I always look. I don't need to look. I know the answer. It's like I've looked behind run, that door. Run, bitch, run. <laughs> I looked behind that door a thousand times. I know the murderer is there, but it's as if I is want to there? check. Is Are they still? Yes, he's still there. Still there holding the dagger. Yes, still a chain. Chainsaw, man. Anyway, so my homework. Did you ever look up what why chainsaws were invented? Have you ever? No. Oh Are my you going to tell me something messed up right it now? It is so messed up, guys. Why? It was, they were, chainsaws were invented for fucking delivery to break the pelvic bone. Doctors. Wha- oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Now, obviously, it was probably like a smaller, tiny, it was like, like a tiny little version of like a chainsaw. Like labor and delivery. Yes. And it would they would cut through the the pelvic bone for deliver yeah labor and delivery with that that was why it was invented what <laughs> well, yeah. yeah thanks for that uh, men no 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 clearly no. you're not the one getting sawed oh. in half to have a baby oh no Aisha help me I can't sorry I'm sorry <laughs> I'm gonna delete that file from my brain you certainly could you're editing delete the- <laughs> <laughs> that's true shit I'm gonna have to hear this again delete delete, delete. <laughs> sorry so those are our outside of the podcast experiments <laughs> do you have a uh, joke for me this week I do and it's just off the wall random same with mine cool did you hear about the racing snail who got rid of its shell no yeah he thought it would make him faster but it just made him sluggish oh (laughs) (laughs) that's cute oh i like that i like snails a lot they're cute they are cute okay do you think they allow laughing in hawaii uh i don't know yeah no, they don't really allow laughing. They just allow a low ha. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bah. yeah <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning into our podcast. We love and appreciate you as usual. Yes. And we will see you all next week. Validate yourselves. Validate yourselves. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.